What's up, guys? A special Saturday edition of the Rhino Live podcast. I'm um, going to talk a little bit about the Masters. Scotty Scheffler's taking the lead, taking control at Augusta. Uh, we'll talk about is there any chance of him losing that lead. The Braves get in the win column. Uh, all this hubbub and hoodoo about you know coming in as the World Series champs, and uh, they dropped the first game pretty badly. Did come back and win last night, but it wasn't easy. The bullpen is not good uh, right now. Some of the guys that they thought would be key uh, pieces haven't been very good, so we're going to tighten that up. And the Gamecock baseball team drops another one, leading in the night at home and uh, gives away two runs in the ninth inning and loses 3-2 to two to number 14, Georgia. Just a, just a long season, man. We'll talk about that as well, so... First up, let's talk about Scotty Scheffler, uh, number one ranked player in the world. Uh, the the ranking system, I know a lot of you aren't don't keep up with it as much, but it's like a two year cumulative. So, you know what you did, you know, 18 months ago counts for your ranking right now. Which I get it, the way golf set up, it's just ludicrous to me that you know if you did it that way, Clemson would have been in the in the in the college football playoff last year. You know, two years, come on, man. Golf's such a streaky game where, you know, guys get hot. Cam Smith, Sam Burns, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland. Those guys are playing better golf than John Rahm, but John Rahm's still the number one player. It really doesn't matter. You know, the FedEx Cup rolls over every year, and you get paid, you know, $15 million to be the best player in that in that year span so it really doesn't matter what the ranking is you don't get anything for being world number one i I don't guess but to me i just i watch golf uh, religiously now and i just know that john rom is a great player but he's not the best player but anyway scotty sheffer comes out shoots a round low of 67 tied with justin thomas um five under um for the round of the day uh he's just so good man He's good off the tee. Every now and again, he gets crazy off the tee, but he can scramble with the best of them. His long irons are good. He's got good touch around the greens, and he makes those 8- to 10-foot putts where a lot of guys lose strokes. Uh, Scotty's pretty sure-handed uh, inside of 10 feet. Um, you know, he, It's kind of a, a bad thing for golf marketability-wise because he doesn't have that fire. He's, he looks like... You know, every 28-year-old guy you see that plays golf. Pretty basic. Got a Nike pullover on, a Nike hat, uh, you know, the slacks. And he doesn't really do anything. He's not boisterous. He's not loud. He doesn't uh, draw attention to himself. You know, Cam Smith really doesn't draw attention to himself other than the fact that he's got a mustache and a a mullet and looks like an Australian redneck. You know, John Rahm's got fire. Um, You know, DJ is an interesting individual just he just is um so you know it's gonna be interesting to see how that transpires over time for scotty sheffler like i said the marketability is interesting i don't know what uh golf will do with him Uh, i don't know if he'll change anything or he'll just be that guy who wins golf tournaments and you might have to find somebody else to to hang your hat on if you're looking for a fire or marketability but he's damn good um same 
same coach that had Jordan Spieth at his young age when he he jumped out there on top of the charts. But I think uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler is more cerebral. Um, I think he is going to be good for a long, long time. Um, Looking at the uh, leaderboard, Matsuyama's up there. Cam Smith knocking on the door. Dustin Johnson's up there. Sun J.M. I really think Dustin Johnson's playing the best golf he's played since he won the FedEx Cup, uh, I guess, 18 months ago. And Dustin plays well at Augusta. So I think he's got a really good shot as well as Cam Smith. I believe those are the two. I don't think Charles Schwartz will be on the the top of the leaderboard after the day. Um, I just don't think he's got the game to uh, sustain for four days. Tiger Woods is back there. Can he uh, shoot under par? I don't think it matters. Uh, Just having Tiger Woods in this field um, on day three is great for golf. It's great for the Masters. It's great for CBS, Nike, you know, everything else. It's great uh, to have him out there. It helps um, viewership, attendance, prices, um, interest, and uh, definitely the uh, sports writers will, you know, and uh, outlets will have a field day covering Tiger Woods. So, Honestly, I think it's pretty much over. I don't think there's been but one guy in the last 80 years, and that was pretty much 80 years ago that's lost a five-shot lead at Augusta. Things can happen, though. I mean, you can put one in Rays Creek or, or get out there in the pine straw behind a tree and put yourself in a bad position. Uh, I feel like maybe he could drop a couple, but it's going to take like it's going to take like a, a couple 65s and him to drop uh, two or three strokes for them to compete so looking forward to watching it tomorrow um and today as well but especially tomorrow coming down the stretch i believe now that scotty sheffler's won a couple he's got that fire he's got that stability where he knows how to close so um looking forward to that scotty sheffler number one ranked player in the world and he'll solidify that tomorrow about six o'clock when he puts on that green jacket World champion Atlanta Braves get into the win column last night. Matt Olson, three hits. Travis Darno, two hits. Charlie Morton pitches well and he gives up two hits, two runs. Um, and, you know, feeling good about that. Still got Ronald Acuna to get back in there. Marcelo Zuna to get back in the swing of things after being out for a year. I feel like they'll come around. The biggest question mark, which I thought was going to be the biggest strength, is the bullpen, man. It's a, It's been pretty embarrassing here. Other than Spencer Strider um, opening night throwing two solid innings, um, it's been it's been bad. Colin McHugh comes in and gives up a three-run bomb. Uh, last night, Kinsley Jansen comes in. It's a 7-3 to three game, I think. He gives up three hits and three runs, and uh, they win 7-6. Seven to, seven to six which is a little too close for comfort. I guess we've got to break out, you know, move up Spencer Strider, put in Tyler Massick, Will Smith. You know, we've got to try some different arms. I know it's early and you want to see what you got, but from what I can tell, Colin McHugh and uh, Kinsley Jansen may need a little more work. Um, but I like the team. Um, I'm interested to see what Kyle Wright does today. Uh, he's that guy who can come in and pitch great for two innings. Um... But then, you know, the, the, the second time around in the, the order, he gets hit pretty hard. Hopefully he's developed um, his over these years in, in the major league. So need him to be strong today. I'd like to start out 2-1 um, going forward. 
But uh, like I said, I like the team. I think once we get everybody healthy and, and back uh, into into the groove, into the you know back into stride with Ronald Acuna leading it off, it changes the lineup as well. I think everybody can drop down one. I don't think Matt Olson's a two-hole hitter. You know, you could put Albies at two, or you know, depends on who's in the in the lineup. Uh, you can put a, a, a couple different guys at two and put Olson at three, and then you're stronger from four, five, and six. Darno's solid at the bottom as well as Dansby Swanson. So I think hitting will be fine. The, the starting staff will be fine. Max Fried will get his stuff together. He'll be okay. Just got to get that middle middle relief. Man, you can't be having. Uh, you can't be having these guys giving up three runs every time they come out there. And uh, we'll see what Tyler Massick and Will Smith can do. I'm sure they're probably in the rotation today for the bullpen um, since they use the other guys. Give me Spencer Strider, though. Clemson graduate, a solid guy who pumps at 100. Man, bring him in until they figure out how to hit him. 100's, uh, I mean, I don't care who you are, 100's a different animal. 95's uh, solid, but 100's a whole different thing, man. And uh, you know, I, I like to see him uh, move up the ranks. Maybe, maybe he can move into the seventh inning guy. Massick eight, Will Smith nine. Jansen will be in there at some point. He just got to figure it out. Uh, definitely need him to be good. So, looking forward to that. Getting to the win column last night. Hopefully, they can win another one today. Go up two one, and uh, you know, space themselves a little bit on the Mets and the Phillies. Definitely don't want to get in the and, and bogged down behind those teams because there's a lot of games, you know, inner inner league, inner inner division. Don't want to uh, get behind those guys. So, looking forward to seeing what happens this month. Hopefully, they can go something like 20 and 10 to start off, and then uh, and then shoot off from there. <laughs> and the Gamecock baseball team does it again. Uh, go into the ninth inning, up two to one. Um, all you need is three outs to beat the number 14 ranked Georgia Bulldogs. And you go out there and give up two runs, lose three to two. Um, it sucks, man. It sucks for the Braylon Wimmers and the Andrew Eisters, the Michael Braswells. Um, those guys really are the leaders of this team. But, you know, they, they, they kind of have a short deck. And it's not the players' fault. I put it all on the coaching staff and, and – you know, you got to recruit depth, man. You got to have, you know, there's going to be injuries. Hell, South Carolina was uh, one of the leaders in the nation of Tommy John surgeries back when Ray Tanner and Holbrook was there. I mean, there was guys that just tore their arms up, really good players um, that tore their arms up. And, you know, it's next man up. You end up with a Michael Roth. You end up with a Blake Taylor. You know, you end up with a Matt Price. You know, you just end up with guys who have to be put in there um, and they end up, you know, being really good players. You got to have that pedigree. Unfortunately, South Carolina's got a, a bunch of guys who aren't of that pedigree, and that's recruiting. These guys didn't offer themselves scholarships. They didn't show up and say, "Hey, we here, we're gonna play." You know, uh, Mark Kingston recruited these guys thinking they had uh, SEC caliber, um, you know, arms, and they don't. And there's a lot of there's a lot of hit and misses in baseball, but he's missed a lot. You know, you see 20 guys hanging on the uh, dugout that don't ever get into the game, and there's a reason why. They're not good enough. I mean, that's just point blank. They're not good enough to be in the SEC, and they were recruited and given partial scholarships to play at the University of South Carolina, and that's unfortunate. And I think at this point, 
Um, they'll probably finish below 500 and won't make the postseason. May not make the SEC tournament. And uh, that should be the end for Mark Kingston. It's a five-year deal, man. You have five years to get to Omaha, you know, or get close to Omaha or, or be competitive, and you're not. And it's unfortunate that Julian Bosnick's hurt and, and some of the other guys in the bullpen are hurt, but you can't blame that. You know, that's every every team's got that. You can't blame it on injuries. You've got to have depth. You've got to have guys step up. You've got to have, you know, he hadn't found, you know, solid hitting on the corners. He's got left fielders playing first and, you know, uh, infielders playing outfield. And the catcher bats below 200. He's had a shortstop for three or four years that batted under 200. It's just bad recruiting. And uh, unfortunately, that's going to be the undoing of uh, Mark Kingston. Maybe Ray Tanner gives him another year because he's the one who hired him and he understands baseball. Coaching's tough, but I hope not. You know, find a young guy. Find a guy like Tennessee got that's fiery and gets guys in there who can throw 100 and guys who want to play uh, big-time college baseball. You know, there's, out, there's somebody out there who can do it. I'm not sure who it is, but it's not Mark Kingston. And uh, you just got to – I hope to never even talk about Gamecock baseball again because uh they're terrible and um it's you know it comes from it starts at the top mark kingston's a terrible hire from the get-go there's nothing about this team that says you know he's he's coached him up he's supposedly a hitting guru they better 247 last year with aluminum bats they don't hit a lot of home runs they don't run very well they do play good defense and that's about it so you know but you learn how to play defense when you're uh you're an eight-year-old when you're a pitching machine league or Dixie youth. You learn how to field and throw, so that's probably not anything to do with him. Them guys probably just learn how to to do that when they were kids. So Anyway, that's it. Uh, Looking forward to the Masters. Thinking Sheffield's going to hold on. We'd love to see Cam Smith or DJ get up there and make it interesting. Uh, The Braves, we'd love to see them win about six in a row. And uh, would love to see Ray Tanner let Mark Kingston go at the end of this season and get this baseball team back on track. We'll talk with you guys tomorrow. Hope you enjoy the Masters, the baseball, the warm weather, whatever you do in the spring. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Later.